the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. Hi guys. And once again, it is the Ha Kids. It's also for kids and it's done by kids. My name is Jacob Gordon and I am 12 years old. Coming up on Ha Kids today, I will be talking to an architect. His name is Jared Pincus. That right? Close enough. <laughs> okay. And he is from Paragon? Paragon Architects. Paragon Architects, okay. Also on the show, I will have the Ha Kids Riddle to challenge your thinking and I will have the general knowledge to challenge your brain. Here are the details. If you have any questions to my guest, to my guest or for me, or if you want to uh, answer general knowledge question, riddle, or just to say hi. Also, we've got a new addition. If you guys have song requests that you would like us to play, you can send them in. So the number is 34519 for SMS. It's charged at 1.50. And you can send me a WhatsApp on 062-148-2374. Please sign your name so that I can give you a shout out. Get ready for an interesting show on car kits. I'll be talking to Jared Pinkas, an architect. You're listening to High Kids on 101.9 High FM. That song was Great Spirits from Brother Bear. This is the High Kids for Kids and Bar Kids. My name is Jacob Gordon and I'm 12 years old. So my guest, Jared Pinkas, is in studio with us and he's an architect. So we're going to be asking him some questions. Are you ready for them, Jared? Yeah, let's go. Okay, so my first question is, what does an architect do? Um, an architect basically would design any space that uh, their client would require or that the the project would need. So they would design a space that makes um, you feel um, happy or sad, depending on what the, the program or, or what the outcome of the project is. Okay, and then do all buildings and spaces have to be designed by an architect then? Um, no, not necessarily. I mean, we would say that all buildings need to be designed by architects, but there are industrial buildings that architects um, aren't too involved because the, the outcome of the project isn't for aesthetics and um, to function. It's more for the uh, to function as a product. So, like, you get your um, power stations, which an architect would be involved, but not to the point of, like, commercial buildings or houses or something like that. Okay. And then are there any rules from made by city council or government that, as an architect, you have to follow when designing a building. Yeah, I mean, there's there's many more than we would like to have, but I mean, you get uh, your standard regulations showing people showing us how to design specific things for safety, how things should be designed for fire. Um, you also get uh, laws according to what you can build on the land. You can't just build whatever you want. So there's various laws that you have to comply to to make sure that the building is safe. Law. Law, um, according to the law and all these kind of things. So it's quite an in-depth process. That's actually very interesting. I had no idea. Um, so are there any special tools or furniture that you use as an architect? Um, yeah, well, besides for a desk, um, we are quite big users of computers. We use uh, specialized software. We use specifically use a lot of Autodesk software. Um, our preference is Revit. So it's, the, it's a 3D modeling software. So... Normally, yes, we have a pen and pencil, but we've moved on from that from the old days. So now we specifically model everything up in in uh, the 3D space in the computer, and we can see what we're going to build beforehand. Okay. Um, so would you say, ju- um, judging by what you said, I think the answer would be yes. Would you say that computers have helped or um, been a disadvantage for architecture? Um, no, I don't think um, it's been a disadvantage at all. I mean... 
you are able to see the building way before um, it's constructed. You don't have to build models as frequently to see how, what the building's going to look like. It's much easier to explain to um, clients and contractors how what we want things done, and it gives us a lot more power than just drawing by hand. But that said, um, when we stole, when we start Varsity, we learn to draw by hand before any computers are allowed into your work. So it's still an important part, but it's more of an aid than definitely not a disadvantage. Okay. Um, so if one wants to become an architect, are there any subjects that you should take from a trick in school? Um, there's no specific subjects, but uh, they do recommend that you have a good maths mark. So that is one prerequisite. You don't necessarily need one to get um, to become an architect, but it's um, advised. But um, you get other subjects which would help you study. So art would help. Technical drawing is another one. Science also helps a lot. Um, but anyone, there's no specific requirement from the varsities. Um, so do you have to be autistic then? Uh, no, you get different types of architects, but arch- architects usually lean towards being more artistic to want to design beautiful things. So it's a yes and no. Okay. Um, so do you have to study from university in order to qualify and practice as an architect? You need to attend some sort of um, tertiary education. So yes, more, more than likely a university degree is required. Okay. Uh, which? What's the degree called? Um, you get, there's two at the moment. There are MTechs, which is a very it's the same degree, but uh, it's, you just the route of uh, the process is a bit different. Um, but the one I have is a master in architecture professional from VIT. Um, so, which universities offer these degrees in South Africa specifically? So the the larger universities all have architecture departments. Um, so you have Wits, um, University of Johannesburg, University of Pretoria, you've got KwaZulu-Natal, Paul Elizabeth, and UCT are the main ones. You do get other colleges and universities that um, do allow you to study various other types of architectural degrees. Right. So how many years does it take? It takes five years in total, but there's a year that you have to spend working. So in total, to be qualified to get your master's, it takes six years minimum. Okay. What subjects do you study? In varsity? Yeah. Well, changes um, within the five years of study. So when you begin, you learn to draw. You learn what the drawings mean. You study architectural history. You study design. You study construction. You study all these various um, subjects in second year. You, you can do quite cool electives. So you can learn furniture making. You learn model making. Or you can do photography. Um, in your honors years, you do research projects on various things. Um, in the city and how architecture influences people. In your master's year, you do a thesis. So it's your choice of what you land up studying. Um, and there's also overriding all, over all those years, there's a teaching in digital productions and stuff like that. This sounds like a very interesting job. So what age did you decide or know that you wanted to become an architect? Um, I decided when I was 16, when I traveled to Europe. I mean, I thought it was quite a cool um, profession to be in. So I think it tied in together all my interests, art, art, engineering, and just trying to make a difference, you know. Awesome. So where did you study? I was at WITS for all those six years that I studied, so it was quite a cool experience. Okay, so do you like to focus your architecture on certain types of buildings, like uh, houses or flats, or do you just do all types? 
Um, at Varsity, we're taught to design anything. Um, but when you either um, start to start your working life or you go into your own practice, you usually start to focus on um, types of architecture. My Paragon Architect specifically tries not to focus on, on um, various types of buildings, but we specialize. Um, we have become very good at commercial buildings, residential buildings, but on the larger formats. Huh. Okay, so you would design like mansions then? <laughs> no, not mansions, more like large apartment blocks, big commercial buildings, okay. warehouses, those type of things. So have you ever designed a building that was never really built? So you designed it, but no one built it? Yes, many, many, many times. Do you have a favorite building that you've designed? Um, we, I was involved with the, the Sassel design in Santon, so I'm quite proud of that and quite proud of the... The firm for putting it together, so it's one of my favourites, yes. Is there a building that you designed, but in the end you found out like you didn't like it when it was actually built? Uh, the, it's not really not liking the building. You find that you don't like parts of it or some things that didn't work out like you expected for various reasons. So, yeah, you do land up not in not appreciating some some parts of your buildings. So what is the most challenging building that you've designed then? Um... So the Sassel job was an interesting one when we initially designed it. So it goes through a long process of actually constructing it. So when I was involved, it was one of the largest buildings we've ever designed. So that process was, was quite taxing and quite a lot of efforts to get it through and to understand what's required by the project, the outcome, and the client's expectation. Nice. Okay. That's, that's really – Sassel's quite big, hey? Yes, it's 68,000 squares. It's, it's one of the biggest in, in Santon. Nice. Have you ever designed a building for a famous person? I've never designed one, no. No. I would like to, but not in my career, no. I'm sure everyone would. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so did you design your own home? No, I haven't designed my own home, but I will one day. That's the plan. Have you ever declined to design a building when someone asked you to? Um... Yeah, you do. Depends on what the the building is. More like not design a building, more like an alteration by your friends and family that you you don't want to get involved in for various reasons. Um, could you list a few of those reasons? Uh, you know, sometimes it's just too small, or um, you're worried you're not uh, going to come out the end of the project being such good friends. It's a very stressful process. Okay, I can understand that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, have you ever had a situation where you could like you asked to design a building but you couldn't come up with the design whatsoever yeah i mean architects go through you know it's, it's part of our job um to design buildings but sometimes it's difficult to get to what you need to get to so you just got to work through it or if it's not coming to you you just take a break and you come back to it you start doing other things and eventually you yep. something will come to you um so is the on any architect uh architect's work who inspires you yeah I mean his work inspires you sorry <laughs> no, no no there are lots of architects that uh, are inspiring it, it's different to every architect I mean I'm a big fan of Bjark Ingels he's a an architect from Denmark he is quite incredible he's quite young as well but he he designs a lot of buildings in New York and uh, around Europe and around the world now so he has a very interesting view on how buildings should be built and how he gets them built so He's definitely one of my favorites. Are there any like famous buildings that he's designed? Um, so he's designed the 
I don't know what it's called offhand, but there's this building in New York which that curves up on the on the side of the Hudson River, the Hudson River in New York on Manhattan, which is quite beautiful. But um, yeah, I'm not too sure. Uh, you've caught me on a on a blank here. <laughs> but yeah, no, his his work is his portfolio is very interesting. So I like to just follow that. It's quite quite amazing. Okay, so is there any building in the world which you really admire from a design point of view? Um, the Sagrada Familia in Barcelona. It's designed by the Spanish architect, Antoni Gaudi. Um, he designed it in the 1800s, and he died before he finished it, so it's still being built now. And uh, that building's incredible because it was designed without software, like we were discussing earlier. And it's uh, very organic, very beautiful. Everything's got attention to detail. So it's definitely one of those buildings that I suggest everyone try to get to in their life. Huh. I'd like to go there. Um, so are there any other buildings that he's built, that architect? Yeah, so Antoni Gaudi's, the, the famous buildings that I know of are mostly in Barcelona. So you've got Casa Butler and Casa Miller, which were the two houses he did for some of his patrons. And they're these large, large, large buildings um, that are residential um, in their focus, but they're designed with with nature in mind so they're very focused on organic forms and stuff like that so if you go there you, it's just a quite an amazing thing that it was built never mind designed so yeah those are some so of them what is the smallest building you've ever been asked to design um so th- at work we've you don't really do very small buildings so the smallest i've ever done is a 5000 square meter building um but at varsity we we go right the way down to designing uh, shelters for for um, homeless people to see if they can use those use their these shelters and use the, and transport them throughout the city and use them at night to sleep in. So that was one of the interesting projects that you end up doing in Varsity. So you do a big range of sizes. Oh, that that's really kind here. Um, and the biggest, the biggest building was uh, that I've been involved in was the Sasso building. Okay, sorry, I should have guessed that. <laughs> um, so, in terms of land, right? Mm-hmm. So, how much, how much would you say? How much land would you need in order to build a building on it? Like, so when we get asked to build a building, yeah, or um, design a building for a tenant, we get given a piece of land, and on that land, like I said, it has um, restrictions that we have to follow. The, the that the the council puts on, so we can only build a certain amount of building. So if it's too small, you go up. Otherwise, you can go out. So they can be flat buildings or they can be tall buildings. It also depends heavily on parking in Johannesburg, on how much parking you can get on the site. Depends how much building you can actually build on the site. And also, then after that, you you see if it, the building actually works with light and air and ventilation, and is it a nice building to to work in or live in, depending what the the building's for. So there is. Many, many reasons, and there's always a, some sort of resolution to to the size. So what sort of clients come to you? So in Paragon Architects, we, we deal with a wide range of clients, but um, it's mostly developer clients, so clients who own the land who um, build buildings to get tenants in, commercial tenants, or in some cases for people to buy residential apartments. So it, it, the, the clients vary, but it's mainly... Um, properties developers. So how much does it cost to actually design this building or whatever it might be? So we have a council, uh, SACAP, which releases a 
guideline for fees. So it's different for every architecture firm and it's different for every type of project. But the basics are there's a value to the building cost and how much it costs to build the building. And then we work off a percentage of that overall building cost. Um, do architects get taxed yes. from the government? Yes, everyone gets taxed. You can't, can't get away from it. <laughs> Okay, um, so uh, where's your practice, uh, well not your practice, your uh, company situated? We're situated in Ilovo, uh, in Santon, but uh, we work um, all over South Africa and Africa. So we do buildings wherever we possibly can. Okay, um, do you have, does your company have plans to move to other continents or just stick for Africa with now, for now? Uh, I can't speak for my for my boss's vision, but uh, from what I understand, that we we like to stick within the African continent and see how we can be involved in in that in the buildings there. Okay, um, so how do you go about getting uh, or promoting your work? Um, the work currently, so we have designed quite a number of buildings. So we've been in the market for quite some time. So our name is out there, so people do hear about us and how our buildings do and how they work and our philosophy as well as we do market ourselves on online on facebook on instagram and all the various social media apps um and also we do attend various conferences and congresses for and to to show off what we can do okay um we're just going to have a quick song break sure you're listening to hi kids on 101.9 hi fm this is the Kha Kids, Four Kids and Bar Kids. That song was The Wonder of Wiggle Town from The Wiggles. So we were in the middle of our interview uh, with Jared Pincus. Um, however, I just felt the need for a song, so I decided to ask Fossey to play one for us. So where were we? Oh, we were just about to end. Okay, so <laughs> um, would you like to give us your Instagram page, social media accounts so that people are interested, they can get your contact details, whatever? Yeah, so I mean, we're on, you can just Google us. We are... Paragon Architects or Paragon Group. Um, otherwise, you can uh, find us on Facebook and Instagram under Paragon Architects as well. Um, and we, you know, we shouldn't be that hard to find. So just okay. look up, look us up. Great. Thank you for coming in. Pleasure. I really fun. enjoyed that. It was very interesting.